And today, as we start a, a new series, we're going to be looking back and be reminded of some of the lessons that we've learned this past year. So as I'm preaching, um, you may hear things that you've heard before if you've been following the services. And uh, I, I hope as you, as you look back, as we revise, as we ponder, uh, we'll, we'll determine to what extent the Word of God has been relevant to our lives this year. Has it spoken to us? Has it prepared us for what was coming? Has it led us? And of course, it's not too late in the year to still apply the Word of God. Even as we look back at some of those lessons, there may be something that we missed, or maybe we'll be reminded of something that we need to do. You know how it goes. You, know, you hear a message, yes, I must do that, and, and then life happens. And you get caught up and you forget about certain things that the Lord spoke to you here or as you are watching the service online. And so we're going to take a little bit of time these next three weeks, today plus next two weeks, just to rewind a little bit and reminisce some of the things that God has spoken to us. Have we applied them? There is still time to apply. The year is not over yet. And we can still apply the Word of God. And now, today's message is called A Challenging Year. A Challenging Year. And in this message, I'm going to review some sermons that had to do with facing a challenging and uncertain year. Some people are still facing challenges. Maybe some of you are still facing challenges. Others may possibly be on the verge of facing challenges. So it will be good to review these lessons and make sure we are prepared. And so I hope that as I share, it will stir up your memories of hearing the messages and perhaps how it affected your life. We begin on the 3rd of January. On the 3rd of January, the message was called, Hello 2021. Okay, it was the first Sunday of the year. We were in the grip of the second wave in South Africa, meeting online only. And as we looked towards a new year, <laughs> nothing was certain. Normally in January, we are able to kind of look forward and make plans. Not this year. There was so much uncertainty, you couldn't make any plans. You kind of had to live day by day, week by week. Hmm. But studying the Word of God that Sunday, we established the following. Number one, life is uncertain. Life is uncertain no matter how good or how bad things are. Because even in the days before the pandemic, when we could plan with a little bit more clarity, life was still a mystery. Because life is a mystery every single day, whether things are good or not. In the book of James, we are told that life is a vapor, and our existence on earth is uncertain. And therefore, we should always say, according to James 4.15, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. We can never be totally, totally sure. All we can do is make plans and say, if the Lord wills. Okay, we shall live 
and do this or that. We also established that, number two, my life is in his hands. As a child of God, my life is in the hands of the Lord. Amen? I am his, right? So if I'm his, my life is in his hands. Therefore, no matter what happens, he is with me, and he will take me through whatever I have to face. Guys, we have to believe that. And we have to trust in the Lord that that is true. Now, it's easy to trust and believe in that when everything is hanky-dory, when everything is going fine, but when the popo hits the fan, when things get tough, sometimes you begin to wonder, has God moved? Has he, has he gone somewhere else? The fact remains, he is with me, he is with you. And sometimes it doesn't take you around things. Sometimes it takes you through things. And he gives you the strength the guidance, his presence to get through things. And then later on in the year, we found out why this happens. But my life is in his hands. Now, I cannot be careless just because the Lord is with me. But because the Lord is with me, I cannot live in fear. Amen? And then the final point was, I will face this year with faith, hope, and love. Remember that was the final point. And of course, this familiar phrase comes from the last verse of 1 Corinthians 13. Verse 13, which says, And now abide faith, hope, and love. These three, but the greatest of these is love. There are many things that we have no control of. In January of this year, there were many things we had no control of. And guess what? You know, 11 months later, there are still many things you and I have no control of. But whatever is under our influence, whatever and wherever we have any amount of control, let us do it with faith, hope, and love. Amen? It was a good foundation to kick off the year, right? Have you held on to it? Are you still facing life with faith, hope, and love today? As we moved on, on the 17th of January, the message was on priorities. Priorities, 17th of January. And it is great to decide to face life with, and face the year with faith, hope, and love. However, <laughs> it is our priorities which would determine if we live out our decision. You know, every year we do this. Every year, January, we make decisions, New Year's decisions. We're going to do this. We're going to lose that. You know, we're going to achieve this and so on. January comes by and by March or June, we realize that nothing has happened. You know why? Priorities. Priorities. You see, people often do what they want to do, and not necessarily what they should do. And, and so every year, we repeat the same things we did last year, hoping for different results. <laughs> Ain't going to happen. You see, it comes down to priorities. We have to review our priorities Priority is what comes first. It is what you establish as ranking most important when it comes to allocating your time and your resources. Huh? The word says that we were created for good works. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good 
works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So see, God has a purpose for our lives. Our lives have a purpose in God. What is the most important thing in your life? Looks? Clothing? Food? Huh? Jesus says the most important thing in our lives should be the kingdom. Matthew 6, 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things, all the things you need to do life shall be added to you. Your priority is what you decide to put first in your life. And if we follow the instruction of Jesus, we will decide to put God's kingdom and his will first in our lives. It's our decision, people. Huh? I decide to love according to God's will. I decide to align my life to the will of God. It doesn't just happen. Priorities. Huh? And the sermon ended with a call to let your light shine this year by prioritizing God and his kingdom in your life. Amen. And everybody said, amen. The question is, let's take a moment here <laughs> to reflect how intentionally have you been prioritizing God and his kingdom in your life this year, 11 months later? It's not too late to make a course change. If we've slipped up now and then, let's remember and make some course changes. It's never too late to put God's kingdom and his will first. Amen? Amen? Praise the Lord. And then on the 24th of January... Uh, in a message called uh, Go Boldly, we were issued a challenge to enter this uncertain year with bold steps of faith. Go boldly. For many of us here in South Africa, and I'm sure in other countries too, this year started in a very uncertain way. Although we did not know what the future held, what the year held, and, and quite frankly, we still don't know, do we? There's still a lot of uncertainty around. But back then, the word assured us we could face future life this year boldly. And we can still face the rest of this year. In fact, we can face next year and the rest of our lives boldly. <laughs> Amen? Based on the principles that we learned that morning. The text was Joshua chapter 1 verses 2 to 5. Where the Lord tells Joshua that Moses is dead. He must now get up and go and lead God's people. No minor task, right? Of course he was overwhelmed. But the Lord encouraged him. And the instructions God gave him are valid to us too. In summary, the Lord told Joshua, and by telling him, he reminded us too, because these are universal principles, the Lord reminded us to be strong, to be courageous, to keep God's word. Don't be afraid, and don't be discouraged. Listen, and he said it that day, whenever God tells us to do or not to do something, number one, it's because we can do it. It's a choice. Number two, it's because it's going to be right there with us, alongside us, to enable us to do what he wants us to do in the first place. We are never alone when we're doing God's will. 
The Holy Spirit is always with us, in us, around us, helping us to do it. All it takes is you and I deciding, I will. I will be strong. I will be courageous. I will keep God's word. I will not be afraid. I will not be discouraged. Huh? Come on. Hallelujah. And we were encouraged to go boldly into the unknown, to go boldly into 2021, knowing that God was already there waiting on us. Amen? <sighs> I wonder how many of us can look back now and see that in spite of a very difficult year, very painful year, the Lord has been with us. And he has helped us to stay strong, to stay courageous, keeping his word, fighting fear, and fighting discouragement. Hey, eh? A bit later in the year, on the 14th of March, the message was, after the storm. After the storm. And the question being asked in the message was, is there any redeeming value to problems, troubles, and storms, and fear in our lives? In other words, what do we gain after the storm? What do we gain after the storm? Now, this message was preached in March, and little did we know that only a few months later, we would enter some major storms as a nation and as individuals. For some people, those storms are not quite over yet. Our text came from Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 to 33. And in this passage, the disciples are caught in a boat in the middle of the sea in a storm. Now Jesus comes walking along on the water and Peter asks if he can walk on the water too. Jesus invites him to walk. He begins to walk on the water and then he looks at the wind and he begins to sink. He asks for help. Jesus helps him, puts him back on the boat and then Jesus calms the storm. And here are four lessons about trouble that we learn from that passage. Number one, there are, there are some things that we can't learn about our Savior until we are in trouble. When everything is going great, we understand that Jesus is awesome and wonderful, but it is in the hard times that we find out Jesus is not only great and wonderful, he truly cares and is still with us even in hard times. He will walk on the water to be with us when we are in trouble. He'll put himself in our storms of life so that we don't sink, so that we are not left alone. Hmm? The other lesson we learn is, number two, trouble brings us to the end of ourselves. <laughs> there are many times that we can sort out our problems. In fact, we love to sort out our problems. We feel in control. We feel great. We feel we, feel we own our lives. We sort everything else. And sometimes we sort other people's problems too. On the pot, okay? But then there comes a time that you're stuck. You do everything you can. Next. Zero. Nada. You cannot sort yourself. You cannot sort your problem. It only gets worse. And there is nothing you can do. It is in those times when Jesus shows up that we learn something that we can never learn otherwise. That even in our deepest pain, deepest trouble, deepest uncertainties, Jesus can walk into that situation and help us. Number three, trouble causes us to focus on Jesus. 
Because sometimes only when we come to the end of ourselves, we finally look up and say, God! <laughs> you know? Yeah, and it is sad to say, but many times when things are good, we have a tough time focusing on Jesus. We're too busy enjoying what is going on, you know? Sometimes it takes a tough or a hard time to put our focus back on Jesus. And number four, trouble gives us a reason to worship Jesus. Why? When all was said and done on that boat, when peace came back, the disciples worshiped Jesus. And we can worship Jesus when things are good, and we should. But we can't really know the extent of Jesus' greatness until we experience his rescue, until we experience his intervention in our lives. It's at that point that we finally fully realize just who our Lord and Savior is. Amen? And we worship him with a whole new flavor. By the end of June, we had entered the third wave in South Africa. And on the 4th of July, the message was called Riding the Wave. Riding the Wave on the 4th of July. So here we are in July 2021, going through a third wave of corona in South Africa and in a modified level four lockdown, a very serious wave. What are we to do? Even Christians have not been spared from this terrible sickness. This was part, these words were part of the opening of that message. Remember what it was like back then? But instead of looking at what to do in the middle of that situation, we looked at what not to do at this time. What not to do as we are riding this terrible wave going through our nation, going through our lives. And we looked at what not to do. And here are some of the things, not all the things, but here are some of the things we spoke about. First of all, do not lose hope. The Bible tells us to keep our hopes high, not to lose heart. When you lose hope, you lose your drive to fight. You lose your motivation. You lose that motivation to have a, a cause, to live for a cause. We need to keep in mind that our lives in Christ have meaning and purpose. Do not fear. Fear paralyzes. Fear impacts our thinking and decision-making in negative ways, leaving you vulnerable to intense emotions and impulsive reactions. The Bible says that perfect love casts out fear. Amen? God is love. He is perfect love. So let God in you drive out the fear coming from outside. The Bible says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. So resist fear. Another thing, do not lose faith. Listen, as believers, we walk by faith every single day. Our faith is not determined by what we see happening around us. In the midst of this wave, we were called to be strong and stand in faith. Do not stop encouraging others. The word tells us to encourage one another daily. People need encouragement every day. Now, you cannot encourage all the people you know every day. But every day, you can encourage someone. Amen? <laughs> we need to be alert 
and respond to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Another thing, do not stop encouraging yourself. It's just as important, maybe even a little bit more so, than encouraging others, right? Because when you take time to encourage ourselves, if you're not encouraged and strengthened, it will be difficult for us to encourage and help others. So put time aside to get quiet in his presence. Pray quietly or out loud. Read his word. Meditate. Think on it. Rest physically. Rest, okay? Become quiet and listen to the inner voice of the Holy Spirit. Become aware of those whispers inside. Those spontaneous thoughts. Those tugs of the Spirit. Of course, other points were mentioned. And many verses of uh, Scripture were used to back up these statements. I wonder how many of you, how many of us, held on to these points during those very, very difficult days. I find that I need to hold on to these points continuously. Not in just peaks, but continuously. Life happens, and every week that goes by has its challenges. And so I need these points, not just in peak times, but throughout my year. But then, sometimes, we go through a season, a personal season of difficulty. I'm not talking about the national thing, I'm talking about personal stuff. Not a day here or a day there, but weeks, sometimes months on end. And this is called a winter season in our lives the winters of our lives when we go through these difficult times. And this matter was addressed on the 1st of August in a message called Facing Winter. Facing Winter. Living through the winters of our lives. Looks cold, okay? Uh, By the time this message was given, we had been having some of the coldest winter days that we could remember here in Pretoria. Not only were we going through a very cold winter, we were going through a very difficult and painful time for so many families. A lot of people were going through a difficult personal winter season. The fact is that we all go through winter seasons in our lives. And in this message, we mention things you should remember when going through the winters of our lives. Some of the points mentioned were the following. Bad things happen to good people. We have to chew on that fact. Many people we consider good became ill and suffered in this season. Some people we loved passed on, either due to COVID or due to other illnesses. We have to understand, folks, and accept that in this fallen world, sometimes bad things happen to good people. We don't understand. We may question. It's human to question why. But we need to understand, folks, no one is spared. Both sunshine and rain comes upon everybody. Hmm? What else? Our faith remains in God. No matter what happens, our faith remains in God as Christians. James chapter 1 verse 7 says that God is consistent. All good gifts come from Him. There is no light, of, no turning of light, no turning of shadow. God is consistent. 
There is no variation in him. All good things come from him and he can be trusted. And even if everything around us collapses, God remains. God remains. And if our faith and our trust is in him, we will be safe with him. We'll be in his presence. Even when our life is over here, we will still be safely with him in his presence. Because remember, our ultimate <coughs> destination, excuse me, All right, wonderful. Sorry about that interruption. Um, our lives have a destiny. Our destiny is to be with Him. Amen? And um, so we need to remain with our faith in God. Hallelujah. Another thing, follow, another thing remembered, follow the Word of God, not the media, not the social media. At that time, and I think it's still going on today, um, I don't think there's been a time before where so much confusion could be spread with so much speed, intensity, and convincingly as it is happening now. Fake news travels six times faster than the truth on Twitter. Researched, established, okay? So what you're reading most times is fake news, except you don't know, Okay? <laughs> Psalm 1 instructs us as follows, verses 1 and 2. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. The problem is that too many believers are allowing their minds to be made up by what they see and read on social media. Unfortunately, too many of the opinions and views expressed in social media come either from ungodly people or misguided Christians. Rather, folks, delight yourself in the Word of God. Spend time in the Word and let the Holy Spirit lead you as you read and hear the word. Hmm? Another point. You are not alone in your winter season. The Holy Spirit is with you. We need to remember that. As I said, sometimes in the middle of confusion, of pain, of whatever is going on, we, we, we don't always sense the Holy Spirit. It doesn't feel like he is there. But you are never alone. Nobody should go through a winter season alone. And nobody can do it alone. The Lord will place family and friends around you to go through winter seasons with you. But above all, know that the Lord himself is with you. He has sent his Holy Spirit to be with us all the time, even when we are not aware that he is there. In Hebrews chapter 13, verses 5 and 6, the Lord reminds us that he will never leave us nor forsake us. And never means never, because that's what never means, okay? <laughs> I want to refer, refer to one more message, and then I will stop for today, okay? 
One more message, then I will stop for today. On the 29th of August, the message was, don't stop. So I won't stop. <laughs> no, no, just joking. <laughs> of all the things that we could have been told to not stop doing, the one thing the New Testament tells us not to stop doing is prayer. Don't stop praying. That was the focus of this message. So, no matter how uncertain, how challenging this has been to you, this is the one thing you cannot stop doing. Don't stop praying. Jesus lived a life of power and victory over the devil and taught that his church can do the same. Of all the things the disciples could have asked Jesus to teach them, they asked him to teach them to pray. Huh? To pray. They realized that prayer played a key role in the clarity, authority, and power they saw in the life of Jesus. And an intentional, consistent commitment to prayer can do the same in our lives. Why? Because prayer is, number one, an act of dedication. When you set time aside to pray, when you turn your attention to God to pray, you are connecting with Him. Prayer is an opportunity to express our dependency on Him, admitting that we need God. When we are connecting with Him, we are placing ourselves in a position of seeking and doing His will. Prayer is an opportunity to admit that we need God. When you are connecting with him, we are placing ourselves in a position of seeking and doing his will. So it is an act of dedication. Number two, prayer is an act of communication. In John 15, 15, Jesus called his followers his friends, not servants. Jesus does not just give us orders but also information. It is an invitation to converse, to talk, to chat with the Creator. Number three, prayer is an act of supplication. That means to ask. It means earnest request. Prayer is God's chosen method of meeting our needs. In John 16, 24, Jesus invites us to ask so that He may answer so that our joy may be full. And number four, prayer is an act of cooperation. We work together with God through prayer. Prayer does not change God, but prayer changes him who prays. <laughs> when you are praying, prayer is changing you as you communicate with God. As we spend time in prayer, in communication with God, we will know how to pray his will into our circumstances. Certainly, prayer has been an integral part of our lives and of this church during this year. And may it continue to be so. For we cannot follow or serve the Lord if you're not connected with Him through His Word and through prayer. In spite of the fact that this has been a challenging year, the principles, instructions, the encouragement that came from these messages have hopefully helped many of you, many of us, to get through a very tough year. 
and get through this year until now. I'm happy to say that although there were many challenges and many painful moments, there were many victories too. Amen? There are many beautiful moments, many precious moments made. Life was born, life was celebrated, both physical life and spiritual life. We had many Sundays where we could not gather in person. But we have, we are, and we will remain connected as a church family. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. Praise God. Not only have we remained connected, but we have expanded as we have been able to include many faraway friends through our online services and welcome many new friends here in our in-person services. So, Overall, I think we can say that we are thankful to the Lord for being faithful in leading us through a very challenging year. Amen. And I pray that as we continue through the rest of this year and into whatever the future holds for us, that we can continue to hold on to these principles, continue to hold on to the Lord, to keep our focus on Jesus, our focus on His Word, not be distracted by all the distractions of this world, all the stories in social media, all the fear-mongering and so forth, but stay focused on the Lord with His peace in our hearts, amen? Living day by day with Him and for Him and knowing that, hey guys, one day our life here is going to end. No matter how it happens, one day it's going to be our last day here. But guess what? It's not the end of our existence because our life continues in His presence with Him. So ultimately, we have nothing to fear in God. Huh? <laughs> amen? So if you want to, to hear or watch any of those messages in its full context, um, please go to our sermons page on our website and you can hear the full message there and, and enjoy that. Amen. So I trust this has been a good reminiscing, a good remembrance for you as you've gone over these messages. hope it's been an encouragement to you as well. It's good sometimes just to remember, to refresh our memory of what God has said. Oh yeah, all right. So I hope that you can leave here this morning encouraged to where this year continues with more challenges or less challenges, we are ready to face a challenging time in our lives. Amen? Praise God. Let's stand up. Let's close in prayer. Thank you, Lord. Father God, as we look back, we are grateful that your spirit has been speaking to us timely words lord which maybe at the time of being delivered at the time of being preached we did not fully realize its importance or its impact in our lives or its future relevance but looking back now lord we see the relevance of your word into our lives and how it remains relevant today still lord god so i pray you help us as your people to continue to stand on your word, Lord, to focus our eyes on Jesus, to live every day for you, my God, to be a light, to be a blessing, to live with purpose, to live with hope, faith, love, and to honor your name, Lord, 
in the days you've given us on this earth. Bless your people, Father. Everyone here present, everyone watching, Father God, that you may continue to glorify your name on this earth. And so now, may the love of God the Father, the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit remain upon each one of us in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. See you next Sunday. Have a wonderful week. Amen.